0: You ready?
1: Yeah.
0: What do I say again? Hello and welcome to Fro- <laughs> Hello and welcome hello and welcome to Fro- What do I say? That's it.
1: Hello and welcome to Freudian Sips. Is that what I say? Yeah I it. if you want
0: how long has it been since we've done this? Cheesy peasy <laughs> We'd like to remind you that the information contained within this podcast reflects our own personal opinions and should not be held as any kind of official recommendation.
1: That's right. This podcast is for our own purposes. It's educational and and for entertainment. Mm -hmm. Edutainment, if you will. (laughs) We're just a couple of yahoos with master's degrees, and this isn't a professional capacity.
0: So if as you're listening to an episode, you feel that maybe you need help with your own mental health, please do contact your own doctor or a therapist.
1: And finally, we try to stay pretty clean with this podcast, but sometimes we slip up and sometimes we just talk about weird stuff. So (laughs) (laughs) it might be not safe for work you'd probably better listen with headphones
0: hello and welcome to freudian sips
1: the podcast about brains beverages and other bs i'm bonnie and i'm anna and we are both tired.
0: <laughs> and I don't not sure we're gonna make a lot of sense in this episode. So
1: this might be a rough one,
0: Sipsters. you might you might want to buckle up sipsters. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. <laughs> you and... guys
1: might want to have some drinks? Yes, just because then we might make more sense. Yes. <laughs> we're not drunk, <laughs> but it might help if you
0: are. <laughs> gonna be one of those kind of episodes what number are we on anyway
1: 87
0: wow okay 87
1: who this cares about 87
0: 87 is not it's an, not a fun an number. exceptional number at all is it it's no. just there yeah. 87
1: so 88 would be fun because that's doubles uh-huh 90 will be a thing
0: a big thing yeah 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 so this is your average episode this is an
1: average in every way <laughs> The most
0: average mediocre episode there's <laughs> ever been. <laughs> and everybody right now is going, well, okay, know, then I'm not gonna like, listen. Next? Ooh, okay. No, don't <laughs> don't click away. Stay with us. Wait, wait. Listen, just give us don't a chance. Hear us. us out. Hear us out. Yes.
1: So, Mom, what are we talking about
0: today? Well, today we're gonna talk about
1: Hear us out, hear us out. Hear us out. It's it's
0: not so bad. It's not so bad. About how men and women communicate, think, live differently and originally i see i don't even know how to say it Uh, originally what we were going for was the idea okay i will take the blame for this (laughs) good (laughs) because (laughs) i had several couples sessions in one week and i what i heard over and over again in each couple session was this recurring theme like we just don't think alike mm-hmm. you know I mean they were actually saying that yeah we don't think alike or he's he does this and I just don't think like that or or you know the guy would say I do this and she just doesn't see what I meant when I did it you know and so in my mind I was thinking it really is a big thing in male-female relationships and that's specifically what we're going to talk about in this episode sure. um, male-female relationships that there does seem to be this actually uh, difference in the way our brains work. Mm-hmm. And so what we, we were going to do, what we planned to jump into was, yeah, our brains are made differently. And there is research that says there our brains research. are made differently. Yeah, but However, there is
1: also what? research, more recent, recent research, mm-hmm. that says that is not the case. It says, eh,
0: <laughs> never mind. <laughs> so we're going to go into a little
1: bit of both of those right. things.
0: But I think that that stepping into it, I would just like to say what we're gonna try to focus on, come back around to and come back around to again and again is that yes indeed, two people in a relationship come into a relationship with different programming, with different lens that they see things through. And in a relationship we have to learn how to communicate in a way that fits both of us, not just, you know, like I expect you to adapt to my kind of communication or we gotta meet. And so in that way, even though we're specifically talking about male. Female relationships in this episode, you can really look at it in a way that when we get to the point where we're talking about how to make our communication better, mm-hmm. more effective. In a lot of ways, some of those things will be for any relationship,
1: right? Yeah, I, I mean, because I I do not only deal with heterosexual couples, and there's communication problems in homosexual couples as well, and couples where there's you know the gender binary is weird. So I mean, like, there's always communication problems, and I. That is why when you came to me with this episode idea, I struggled with it anyway, just because it's like, I don't know, I think that's a person thing, not a gender thing.
0: Right, and that's what Anna said over and over again. So
1: so let the record show <laughs>
0: <laughs> that it's my fault, <laughs> that Anna disagreed, no. <laughs> We're we're kind of, we're being kind of vague. <laughs> Lucy I don't know goosey? The, Lucy goosey on this episode. Sure. So that being said, maybe we could just start by a couple of examples that we've dealt with or, you know, that we've seen in clients. So if I can go back to that week when I had all those couple sessions in one week, I would say that one of the things that was being dealt with with one of those couples is that she kept saying that she felt like whenever she would just be overwhelmed by things she would want to just talk Mm. and so she would talk to him and the way she said it was he never listens to me he just tells me what I should do and the way he said it was I do listen to you and I'm trying to help you figure out what to do about it
1: I have seen that and it does usually follow gender lines when I see that anyway so I mean Mm -hmm. I guess if we're generalizing yes that that is more like women just want to like talk and process and men are like want to fix the problem, right? And so that that is how they help. But then I don't know. I mean, I, I'm saying that, and again, I, I think that's that's often a thing. I see that with like kids and parents too, though, mm. where like a kid will want to just talk to the parent and just wants that's them to true. hear. That's true. That's true. And the parent is like, oh, I gotta fix the problem because mm-hmm. I'm the parent. So I mean, again, it's not strictly along gender lines, but mm-hmm. I do see that with women and men, sure.
0: So one of the things that we talked about in this couple was two things one that she needs to realize that that's kind of how he's wired whether mm-hmm. it is just because he's a man or it's because he was programmed that right. way however whatever the reason that he is wanting to help he's trying to do good for her
1: yeah
0: he has to realize that she maybe just wants to talk and so one of the things we process together was in those moments if he feels like he wants to give her advice that he should say to her do you want me to just listen or would you like me to give you some advice on this yeah. and then she has to be honest with him yes. and if if she doesn't want advice she needs to say I just need you to listen she mm-hmm. can't because this particular couple she tends to just go along be, with it. be quiet in the moment but then the resentment builds up sure so that's one of the examples that I've noticed that that difference about wanting to share information
1: yeah I think sharing information hard. Okay so this is where I will start to go into I guess my thesis for the episode which is that the differences that we see in men and women are not because of brain differences which is where we kind of started with this episode. Mm -hmm. Like when you came to me with it first we were I was even talking about like well one of us should talk about the male brain one of us talk about the female brain. Mm -hmm. Well that's garbage science so we're not gonna do that. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. the stuff that we see as differences is because of like Cultural differences and socialization differences. Right. Because what I see most often in like men and women is men doing this like shut down, withdraw thing. Mm. And I think that's because of the the terrible societal thing that men need to be tough and they can't talk about their emotions. And right. da, 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 da So so that is you know men. I'm so sorry that that has happened. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you have gotten those messages. But but that is the message that I see playing out in communication that men don't know how to be open because they have been taught that they can't be.
0: Right. So, that's again, good.
1: whether that's a brain difference or just a how we're taught difference, nature versus nurture, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: When I first started doing research about, like, are the brains actually different? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you saw this stuff, too, that, that the information is that men's brains are generally bigger than women's brains. And and they even give a percentage, 11%, that men's brains tend to be about 11% bigger than women's. I However, that's that, yes. so generalized because then it goes on to say that if a man's bigger, like his head's bigger, it's going to be a bigger brain. <laughs> and it, in this one particular part that I read, it says that your brain size is proportional to your body size. Yes. And the brain difference between the sexes, therefore, is really, it doesn't matter because you can even look at that there's actually different sizes of other internal organs like your heart and your right. lungs and your kidneys they range from 17 to 25 percent bigger in wow. a man's body than in a woman's body so <laughs> the they got
1: heart three I, sizes I know so the man
0: might have a bigger brain he also has a bigger it's heart a if he's chart. a big guy yeah i don't know but what they all said over and over again is just because it's bigger sorry guys
1: doesn't mean it's better <laughs> baby it's about how you men it's about how many wrinkles you have (laughs) in your sack Uh, of meat what did you call it is that one episode yeah wrinkly sack Sack of of meat or something yeah yeah
0: that was a disgusting thing it was way early on in our podcasting career back when we were just throwing (laughs) terms around back when we could just say anything we wanted (laughs) And the podcast police wouldn't come to get us. (laughs) We did not hold ourselves accountable at all. No shame. No shame. So the bottom line there is, yes, men's brains are bigger than women's brains, but that does not mean that they are more intelligent or that they have more ability to think basically
1: yeah i saw one quote about that that said this means that the brain differences between large and small headed men are as great as the brain differences between the average man and woman
0: there you go so if you're a little man you got a girl brain out there (laughs) (laughs) and if you got a big old head and you're a boy and you think whoa i got a big brain you got a big old big head woman You got, I kind of have a big
1: head. You got a man brain in there. I have a man brain. brain. Maybe that's how i Q male sometimes. Masculine.
0: Maybe that's it. Because he got a big old man I brain. He got a man brain. He got a personal now.
1: Man brain sounds like the worst superhero villain. Oh no, man brains here. He's trying to rob the bank. Wouldn't it be brain man? No. <laughs> brain man and his sidekick brain boy
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so bad okay well if we talk about the brain i think that we need to like throw in here even at the very beginning that one of the the huge That is actually very different between male and female, scientifically speaking, is hormones. Yeah. And that that's that's brain oriented because hormones are... Hormones
1: shape our brain. Right,
0: right. And we all know that, at least I think we all know, that actually both male and female have testosterone and progesterone and estrogen we just have different Mm -hmm. levels of it but i thought it was really interesting the idea because when we hear testosterone we think i don't know maybe that's just me but when i hear that you know men have testosterone it's like you think about that like angry you know agitated like aggressive aggressive that's the word and sexual you know like impulse being very difficult to control and all that what i think is very interesting is that when a man's testosterone falls too low that they deal with a lot of issues that often include anger and yeah. agitation but even more so depression mm. i think that's that's kind of interesting that there are, are men who struggle with mood problems because of the testosterone levels and that mm. they need to be treated for that on the other side of that uh women who have struggled with estrogen problems <sighs> <laughs> Our estrogen, the way it works in our brain, has a lot to do with our emotion. Um, But also, I thought it was interesting that our estrogen, it helps our serotonin. Mm. I had never read that before. So if you're if you're having struggles with your estrogen, you know, when you can't sleep. And I thought uh, about yeah. how, like, when you go through menopause, you have trouble sleeping and yeah. all that because your your hormones are changing and you have, you know, less of all that. Right. And so you have less serotonin. Interesting. I, you know, I know that they always talk about when you go through menopause that you can't sleep as well and, and you have hot flashes and blah, blah, blah. And I always kind of thought, well, you, you can't sleep as well because you're having hot flashes, which <laughs> you're hot. Would definitely have something to do with it, but maybe part of that is that we don't have as much serotonin. We right. can't we don't sleep as well.
1: And serotonin is just like it affects sleep, it affects happiness levels. I mean serotonin is very much a mood regulator hormone. Exactly. Or brain chemical.
0: And our progesterone is also is really important because it kinda has a calming effect on our brain. Mm-hmm. Again, it if, if we're low on that, if we're low on our progesterone, then we can have a lot of issues as women. Mood swings and memory loss and our weight gain is strange right. and low libido. You name it, we got it going on. Yeah. So, so there are differences in the way that men and women are, are wired in that. We have different levels of hormones that do different things to our brains.
1: Right. I saw one study where the brains that they were studying showed... No really significant differences before age 14. And the real differences came in at like age 14 to 17, which is when puberty hits. Wow. And so that it could be puberty. But I mean, the author who was mentioning the study talked about socialization and how that kind of kicks in too around that time. So
0: so again, that might be skewed because yeah, of that. Yeah. It's weird that you say that about the age thing because in one of the studies that I was reading, it said that a male... I'm struggling with the words male and female because we often talk about our gender identity and all that. And yeah. so I'm kind of feeling uncomfortable about a continuing cis to. Okay. So, assist male baby in utero, uh, normally developing. In mid gestation, there is a huge surge of testosterone that not only affects the body parts that are being built at that point, but also affects the brain. And if it doesn't happen, then there are some issues with the brain. And maybe, you know, the idea, though, is that even in utero, those hormones are are affecting Mm -hmm. the way the person's going to be. Right. Yeah. So when, when you do a lot of the reading, okay, so like when we were diving into the research i don't know if anna you had the same experience but at first i read all these studies that were like okay the whole theory about boys men are better at math because their brains work differently than yeah. women over and over again studies have proven that's not true right that it's the socialization thing that they've been treated differently mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, I i see that like not only with math but like with stem and just how how, like there's less women in STEM because oh women have stupid women brains and they can't handle science as well so but that's not it it's because for a long time women were not given the opportunities to be in STEM and then you know get devalued for not being in STEM as much so yeah it's so
0: one of the things that they did in early studies with they would pick out specific things like in an early study one of the early studies I read and I was like 1991 I think it said um
1: there were a lot of studies around 1991
0: that's because you were born and they were like da da da. Well, like we the have world to will change. solve
1: all the science problems. That's right.
0: Anna's on her way. One area that is larger in the male brain than the female brain is the inferior parietal lobe. Okay, and that is the part of the brain that's linked to math solving problems solving math problems and estimating time and judging speed and those are things that men tend to excel in Mm -hmm. like uh, one of the studies i read was about how men can figure out where something is going to end up like they can estimate where an arrow is going to go oh sure so much better than a woman so that's like kind of spatial reasoning yes yes and another part that shows the difference is the hippocampus mm-hmm. and that's actually bigger in in women. Mm and that has some ties to long-term memory and they've done studies that say you know women have better long-term memory <laughs> but basically all these studies that they had <laughs> unless you're a woman
1: with trauma like <laughs> me and then and i then don't you have forget any memory. everything
0: that's true so they have all these layers of studies that are like well this is this is but what's happened now recently is that they've gone back in and said no actually no so actually no <laughs>
1: one of the things i will say so we're all going to be so surprised to hear this uh, most of the historical research about this stuff was based in rampant sexism. I know, I know. Oh, I know <gasps> I'm we're, shocked. We're all I'm so, so shocked. shocked. But it was a case of like starting with a theory and seeking to prove it, rather than seeking to test it. Right. Which sounds like a small difference. But it's important difference when you come to like scientific testing. I mean, you're you're going to start with a theory, but you need to be open to whatever the theory is. And instead, when you start it with a theory that's like this is right, right. you're going to look for evidence that proves it, and that's the evidence. And you're, you're going to ignore.
0: Use. Isn't there a name for that? Yeah, I think we probably. learned that in grad school. You ignore the negative stuff because you're trying confirmation bias. That's, that's a, a different thing. It's something biased, though. Yeah. You're right.
1: But, but that is, you know, that, that is one of the basics of this kind of research. I, I mean, and ideas about the differences between male and female brain have, have been around since, like, ancient Greek philosophers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, I mean, it's, it's way far back. To throw a couple names out, like, Gustave Le Bon in the 19th century used a portable cephalometer 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 i like that better cephalometer
0: <laughs> it sounds like several dr seuss I know. <laughs> like something with a real long nose a cephalometer it, well it's
1: for measuring your head so oh. it might be he used that to declare that women represent the most inferior forms of human evolution cool gustav
0: yeah We'd Butthead. Love to see it <laughs>
1: i mean that's that's some phrenology stuff yeah listen to episode 27 if you want more about phrenology but again if you
0: have like a five foot woman and a big old round head on her that wouldn't be right (laughs) (laughs) have a six foot ten man head on big big headed women (laughs)
1: You just, maybe Gustav just didn't big, hang out with big,
0: big-headed women maybe he wanted he liked big-headed women and he was disappointed they couldn't find any like that maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe yes he had maybe, some or maybe stuff. he had a thing about small-headed women and those were the only
0: ones that he measured oh so he had a bias oh. he had a small-headed yeah. bias <laughs> either way he was screwed up I
1: think he, one of his heads
0: was small and he was <laughs> compensating oh you but. slipped that one right in there
1: right <laughs> <laughs> under the sensors. second penis I'm joke of this episode what was the first one
0: um it doesn't oh, matter what size size yeah. sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah i have we to, had keep. to sorry we I have, have to, to tally the penis jokes every <laughs> once in a while tally the penis jokes okay okay <laughs> In this episode about the difference between men and women's right. brains. Right, we have to talk about Two women.
1: There was a German anatomist in 1854, Emile Huschk. Bless you. Huschk. <laughs> 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 it sounds Husk. like. Yeah. He discovered a size difference in the frontal lobe, where male frontal lobes are 1% larger than those of female. I don't know if that means like ratio. I mean, 100%. it would have to be. Yeah. Or else that would because listen if you have a tiny head (laughs) and a tiny brain but your frontal lobe is only one percent bigger that means proportionally you have a very tiny frontal lobe right emil what were you talking about?
0: (laughs) emil make yourself clear
1: we need it we need a (laughs) a ouija board (laughs) emil what did you mean <laughs> there was uh the american neurological association that was organized in 1875 um with two of its leading members william hammond and edward clark focusing their research on documenting the natural inferiority of women hammond claimed that female <sighs> brains were structurally different from male brains in 19 distinct ways including weighing less again they're if smaller yeah, the brain weight theory of intelligence was discredited in the early 1900s, but uh, that doesn't mean people stopped using it.
0: <laughs> One of the things I saw was like an elephant brain is like I don't know how many times bigger than a human brain. Yes,
1: that must mean they're not much yeah, smarter, Yeah, they right? must
0: be really smart.
1: Yeah, the only like... Like, I found one study from uh, Rosalind Franklin University, from Dr. Lisa Elliott, and and she confirmed that, like, women's brains are about 11% smaller, like you said, Mm -hmm. but it is proportioned to their body size, but smaller brains allow for certain features like a slightly higher ratio of gray matter to white matter mm-hmm. and a higher ratio of connections between cerebral hemispheres versus within the hemispheres. So generally women's brains have more connections between hemispheres and men are, are more like localized within hemispheres.
0: And one of the things that I read was that they have, men have stronger connections like from front to back. Y- yeah. Women's connections are more from side, side to, to side. side. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of the evidence of why we are more emotional and we are more.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Our thought process is very different. It's
1: also been linked to, like, oh, that's why women are better multitaskers. Yeah. And stuff yeah. like that. So here's my problem with that kind of stuff is that I was reminded of it when you were talking about, like, the part of the brain where math lives or whatever you said mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the parietal. Right
1: that's not how the brain works like it's not like there's a little I mean that's some phrenology shit if I ever heard it like, yeah, like
0: this button is math. This, this little, button, this, so mm-hmm.
1: it, if you go back and listen to our phrenology episode, the idea behind phrenology was that our brain is not like one big meatball. It's like meat a sack. lot of meatballs. It's a meat sack <laughs> with a bunch of meatballs in it. <laughs> That's so gross. And there's, and the meatballs have different purposes. So if your math meatball is bigger, you'll have a bump <laughs> on your head. I would say I explain it better in the episode, but I think I, I think I probably don't explain it better than that. <laughs> so. No, that's
0: pretty much it right there. That's pretty much all I that said. That was it, yeah.
1: But that's not how brains work. So like even if that part of the brain affects our math ability, it's not like if that part of the brain got taken out, we wouldn't be able to do math at all the connections in our brain don't work like that. The connections in our brain are much more scattered and and much more linked together than that. So it's mm-hmm. not as localized as that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we can say like, well, if if this part of the brain is larger in this person, then that means they're better at this thing naturally. I mean, that goes back to the size not being determinate but right you know what I mean
0: but if there is certain parts of your brain's missing brain missing though you, yes it could keep you from whatever well, seeing yeah. hearing whatever yes thinking, <laughs> thinking
1: <laughs> having, memory,
0: stuff. having memory having memory yes. having reaction to things yes. yeah okay I just wanted to clarify that for my own brain
1: yes but it's not like specific abilities or specific traits live in like one localized part right. of the brain
0: right okay got it
1: yeah i did uh, so when so i was looking into the gray matter thing mm-hmm. i know we're hopping around sipsters i'm sorry but this is we're both like scrolling through our notes just trying to find something that makes sense because <laughs> because a lot of this doesn't <laughs> and, well the gray white matter is hard to wrap my brain around
0: mm-hmm. do because you have
1: any of that i do so,
0: gray matter... Because it's confusing because women have more... They have a slightly
1: higher ratio of gray matter to white matter.
0: Right. And yet, they use their white matter more. Was something what? More. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm shuffling! I'm <laughs> shuffling! I
1: can't find it. So, gray matter takes up about 40% of the brain and the, the senses that we have so like speech hearing feeling seeing memory and control of the muscles are all gray matter stuff Mm. sensory stuff muscle control that kind of stuff white matter is under the gray matter and white matter why does it matter (laughs) what that's a great question it transmits electrical signals to other neurons the white matter
0: Makes you connect, like connects processing, and women have been found to use more white matter, which connects the processing centers, while men use more gray matter. Sensory muscular. This could explain why men tend to be very task focused. Interesting. So that you know that you goes back to what you said about women multitask more Mm -hmm. and men focus on one task. But like you said, women have more gray matter in their brains. And the gray matter contains the cell bodies that help our body to process information in the brain. Like you said, the muscle control, the sensory, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is that there there is disagreement in the scientific community about some of this. However, the most recent research tends to indicate that there are not a lot of scientific structural differences between male brains and female brains. That being said our culture has learned to kind of lean on this idea and we were talking about before the episode and we'll talk about here for a few minutes about the the famous book that came out in the early 90s called men are from mars women are from venus oh yes
1: let's talk let's about talk men about are it. from mars Women and so, Are from so john
0: gray is that the author's john name john gray so this this book has kind of become a cultural what's the Phenomenal? word phenomenon Okay. First of all, Anna was reading all the books that that Brad like, it's kinda like when you see, oh, what's that movie right now that's out that this like nine it's Fast the, and Furious. Yes, nine. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the first one. Okay, Jean maybe second Is one. The maybe Fast
1: and Furious of relationship yeah, exactly. counseling Exactly. That's exactly right. He's got Beyond Mars and Venus: Relationship Skills for Today's Complex World. Mars and Venus in the Bedroom: A Guide to Lasting Romance. Mars and Venus on a Date: A Guide to Navigating the Five Stages of Dating. Why Mars and Venus Collide. Mars and Venus Starting Over. Mars and Venus in Love. Venus on Fire. Mars <laughs> on Ice. I can keep going. <laughs>
0: This you guy, think I'm making some he, of those up and I'm not. No, this guy really knew how to capitalize on his idea <laughs> that became, I mean, you you guys, you've seen this Mars-Venus thing, you know, referred to both in serious stuff, you know, serious therapy probably, and all the way to the other end of like Saturday Night Live skits or whatever. So This is
1: going to be more the latter. Yes. Let's go yes, on. <laughs> yes, so
0: as we read through some of the ideas, Anna and I had a little bit of a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> And and I have to say some it, it basically Guys, if you have never heard of this or if you've never read it or whatever, his whole philosophy is just literally that, that men and women communicate so differently, that we see things so differently and we communicate it in such different ways that it's like we're two different from two different planets. Mm-hmm. And so we have to learn how to come together and communicate to you know bridge that gap that is between the way we are created, so to speak. Sure,
1: from which planet? you are from right if you're non-binary you're from a different planet I jupiter guess. maybe I jupiter don't know. okay but that's where girls go to get more stupider
0: i have never heard that until you guys were talking about it yeah so.
1: nathan and i were talking at dinner about yeah, it and they were so they were really well so he said the one he said was girls go to jupiter to get more more stupider, stupider boys on mars have
0: candy or something mars bars i understand oh okay i thought you were saying boys go to i I, yes but yes does that but what
1: does that have to do with women going to jupiter to get more stupider
0: i don't know <laughs> i don't know that one the
1: one i've know. always heard was girls go to jupiter to get more stupider and boys go to college to get more knowledge
0: oh gosh that you made up these terrible things <laughs>
1: no, that's worse though yeah because as we all know women can't go to college <laughs> we're not allowed <laughs>
0: That saying was from the day when <laughs> you yeah,
1: could to yeah. college. Showing your age a little bit there. Right.
0: So some of the things that he talked about specifically, one of the things Anna kind of referred <laughs> John, to earlier John Gray, about.
1: not my husband. N-
0: yeah, no, no. Don't confuse the two because they're nothing <laughs> like. No, no, no. John Gray, oh, sorry, laid <laughs> with a clip and it went flying. I was fidget spinnering <laughs> my <laughs> clip. Sorry. I need a fidget It's okay. Thing. You can
1: fidget with it. I am okay, Your stressed. stressed out.
0: I am kind of stressed out. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha the idea that men retreat when they're upset.
1: Yeah. Which is one of the the things that we were reading. We're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that one
0: kind of fit. Sure. And he calls it like the man cave. That he retreats to the man cave. And so women, if you're listening and you're in a relationship where when when you're trying to communicate with your significant other who is a male and they they leave, that's part of that theory. that Mm -hmm. That's kind of wired in men to do that. But again, we go back to is it wired in that or were they taught to do that. i would say
1: it's socializing because mm-hmm. i think that goes back to not being able to express your emotions or express mm-hmm. whatever clearly because you're supposed to be strong and tough right so i mean i think it does take men more processing time and it, it takes time to figure out how to say things right
0: do you want to mention anything that upsets you about what he said or <laughs>
1: don't know i don't know how specific i should get so this is just i i I have not read the book this is me Mm -hmm. right reading from like a synopsis on wikipedia yeah but one of the things he talks about is he says that women use so women and men both use a points system
0: oh that was the thing that the we tallying were thing yeah okay
1: and so he says that women see each individual act of love as one point regardless of magnitude whereas men see it where like small acts gets fewer points and large blocks of points go to like bigger acts
0: mm-hmm. now that you say that though that reminds me of one of those couples that I was talking about before that one of the, her complaints was that he doesn't show her enough that he loves her or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know how she worded it, but he brought up, he said, Well, I did. And it was something about some work that he had done around their house or something that was a big deal to him that right. he had done something with a garden, something, something. And she just looked at him like, Okay, you know, that was one thing. Right. But he saw it like this is one thing that should cover, like weeks and weeks of my affection for you because it was a big deal to him so they were track with that yeah yeah but the whole one point one point thing i i don't get that
1: yeah Uh, well again again i go to like you cannot generalize that much right right if you generalize that much you're putting both genders in a box all genders in a box Because Uh then we're extending the box to people who don't conform to the gender binary and that's its own problem. Oh, now's a good place to go on my trans soapbox, I think. Okay. There is a lot... I won't say a lot. There's never a lot of study about transgender brains because, right. unfortunately, but uh, there there have been studies that say that um, transgender brains like track with their desired gender from even like a really early age. So it says that like brain activity, so not necessarily, and we've talked about like the structure of the brains. Mm-hmm. So it's more like brain activity. So like
0: MRIs and stuff. And that, okay, pause for just a second. Yes. That's a huge point is that the newer research shows Activity. it's not the actual structure that's yes. different it's the way our brains process right that's so different female brains process differently than male brains. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: And that has to do with activity and not the actual physical structure. Right. So these studies are are saying that, like, especially like in trans adolescents, they more closely resemble the the activation patterns of their desired gender. Um, And this is pretty new research. But the findings say that the differences in brain function may occur early in development and that brain imaging uh, may be a really useful tool for earlier identification of um, when young people are experiencing trans. Feelings and stuff like that, which I think is really cool.
0: That is cool.
1: But again, I mean, that is not the first thing I would go to when I'm trying to figure out if a kid is trans or not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, brain activity is not the first thing I would go to to figure out how a person is perceiving their world. You talk to them. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of the bottom line of where I would go with all of this research and stuff is that like, and a lot of things I saw went this way too, that, the research has been used to generalize in a harmful way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, especially it's been used to like paint women as inferior. Women are
0: dumb. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you puny brained women. There yeah. was
1: an author that I saw, Gina Ripon, Rippon, Um, And she has a book called The Gendered Brain. Although I saw that she wanted to call it Fifty Shades of Grey Matter, which I, oh, I think could have been a way better <laughs> title. But... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody talked her out of that one, huh? But she also talks about how it's like how how newer neuroscience is better at kind of eliminating the myth that male and female brains are different. That it was based in like hunting to prove female inferiority and how, how this kind of stuff can be really used as harmful. Like when we use mm-hmm. the science to instigate like harmful policies or whatever and how and she even talks about how like a gendered world produces a gendered brain is Mm -hmm. one of the things I saw that she talked about and that's kind of what I was talking about before that like a lot of the way our brains work is because of how we're socialized and how that's a huge part of our activation patterns and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and I mean maybe not so much the structure of the brain being different but like we're learning that's not as different as... Right. You know, and the stuff like gray matter and white matter, I mean, gray matter and white matter, like, are developed.
0: Right. I mean...
1: I don't know where I was necessarily so, going with that. So but. can
0: I, can I launch back into some ways that we do process differently or yeah. we do communicate differently and then maybe talk about what we would suggest to people, Yes, you know, if we had a couple like that in that situation. So one of the things that I had seen several times, um, worded slightly differently, but in the beginning they were trying to compare it to why their brains are different. But uh, the idea is that the way they word it is like men are more direct, which I told you I struggle. <laughs> With because I think I'm a <laughs> Every very everyday mom says person. that her
1: posture changes. I know
0: it pisses me <laughs> off. Um, but generally speaking, this generalization that men like get directly to the point and women tend to kind of dance around the point. And there was an example from that men are from Mars book that said, you know, there this couple is driving along and the and the woman says, oh, look, the ice cream store is open. And the man says, yes, it is, and keeps driving. And then later, she's like, why didn't you stop for ice cream when I asked? And he says, you didn't ask me to stop. Mm-hmm, which just... is fair. Right. Now, the way I look at that, and I do and I do think women, and I've had men say that to me, like, when I say to her, where would you like to eat? She says, wherever you want to eat. And that they get angry about that, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I mean, I've even had men get upset with me when they say you know you want to go here and i'm like whatever you want oh, yeah, okay and i think part of that socialization because women are socialized to kind of try to get along oh sure you know to do what the man wants to to be
1: to peacekeeper, or whatever yeah yeah
0: i almost said this submissive Mediate. word yeah you know to submit s- to yes. submit um <laughs> Kaya, <laughs> ugh, sticks in my teeth but so knowing that in a relationship if you think about your own relationship and if you are the woman, if you're listening and you and you think about a situation where maybe you meant to communicate something to him and he really didn't get it, ask yourself how direct were you? Yeah, did you actually tell him what you want? Did you say what you meant? That's what we say all the time. Mm-hmm. Say what you mean
1: and just say it. Just say it. Mm-hmm. I, I had to get a little a little confrontational with a mother daughter the other day because there was a very obvious elephant in the room and they both knew it and I knew it. And I was tired of trying to look at the elephant being like, we'll get to you in a minute. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, we need to talk about this. (laughs) So we just need to say it. So that reminds me of the thing we learned in grad school about meta messages. Yes. How, so meta messages are when you the the example that our professor gave us which i thought was really good where they were like on the couch she and her husband like on the couch watching a movie and she's like we should turn off the lights and then she was like in in like he didn't answer mm-hmm. and then she kind of realized like well, I'm really cozy and I don't want to get up, but I didn't just ask him to turn off the lights. So mm-hmm. I can't get upset with him because he doesn't. So then she corrected herself and she was like, can you go turn off the lights? Right. So so that she caught herself doing one of those meta message things where we like, and, and I do think this is like a female stereotype where you like, women expect men to be able to read their minds. Yeah, that, I hear that a lot. Yeah. So so that is I mean, that can go back to meta messaging where if you're saying things but you're not communicating it very clearly, but you're expecting the other person to know, right? That's not very fair.
0: It's not fair at all. But and I but I would go back to that I think women tend to do that because they're kind of socialized not to be assertive yeah not to be aggressive you know mm-hmm. not to say what we want right but we're only hurting ourselves in our relationship because the man in the relationship doesn't know what you want unless you say it you got to right. say it you got to just say it I know that that's one of the things in couple counseling that I've seen a few times especially about intimacy and about a sexual relationship that you have to be able to with your partner you have to be able to say I do not like that right let's not do that again or hey I really liked what this was yeah let's do this let's again do you more. know but you can't just expect your partner to know what mm-hmm. you like or don't like by just simply giving them you know like little hints here and there right you need to be direct about things so Mm -hmm. so that might be a way that we're kind of not that we're wired differently or that but again back to the socialization but it might be something that you see in a relationship that is difficult to navigate
1: right okay what else
0: i think the idea that men tend to process inwardly yeah and women process by talking through it right that's something that you've said i have said that personally That, that you like to talk through things. Yeah. When you're dealing with something, you need to talk through it. And I think that tends to be female. Mm-hmm. We like to talk through something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that goes back to when we're talking through it, we don't want you to fix it. Right. We just want to talk through it.
1: Uh, especially like me, when I'm talking through it, I'm talking through it because I will get to a solution if I talk through it. Right. Like I will find the solution. I
0: just need to talk it to death first. And technically, that's what we do in therapy. Yeah. Hopefully, why, we let the person. Maybe that's why I became
1: a therapist. Yeah. Like, let's talk this we, to death. Let's we do it.
0: Let the person. We encourage the person. We try to help the person. Just talk it through until they find what the answer is. Yeah. We don't want to give them the answer.
1: Yeah. The amount of times I've had clients like say something out loud, like talk about something and then kind of stop and go like okay just hearing it out loud <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. like like there is power in, in, in hearing it right. out loud and in speaking it and I said this to clients before too like our brains can really twist things up mm-hmm. like when we're just saying it inside of our heads it can get really twisty but if we speak it it becomes more tangible and it becomes more real and it becomes a little easier to process
0: that's a really good way to look at it so even as we're talking about this you might be thinking, well, in in my relationship, you know, whether you're the male or the female, if you're in a heterosexual relationship, you might be thinking, you know, he's the one who do- talks things through. So this is where we go back to what Anna said in the very beginning. It's almost
1: like gender doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's just an
0: individual <laughs> thing. So you need to look at your own relationship. But one of the important points I think of this episode is to look at your relationship, no matter with whom you are in a relationship, and think about what you get caught up on or what is. Different difficult for you to navigate what what are the parts where you get stuck every time you know and start to look at some of these things that we're talking about and say well you know I've I noticed this always happens well I guess that means that he retreats when Mm -hmm. we're arguing. Or I guess that means that she needs to process out loud and I need to not offer her solutions. I need to. So it's all about looking at your own relationship and deciding and realizing we are all different and unique and we all look at things through our own lenses. And
1: yeah, what I don't want anyone to come from this episode with is oh, well, that's just a man thing or that's just right. a woman thing. Right. Like, it's never the case. And even if something is because of, like, hard wiring in your brain, that doesn't mean you can't work on it. We have neuroplasticity. So even, like, <laughs> structural <laughs> things in the brain can be changed. I mean, like, y- you know, the, the, the point is, especially if we're talking about how this relates to communication, especially within a relationship, just
0: freaking talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just talk about it. Don't let it fester. Say what you mean. Mm -hmm. I'm going to add like a little weird footnote here before we get completely too far toward the end. And that is that one of the reasons that they've done so many studies about how men's brains and women's brains are different, the good side of it is that they're trying to find out why women tend to suffer more from certain mental illnesses and men suffer more from certain mental illnesses because, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just a fact of data that women are more prone to depression and PTSD and men are more likely than women to suffer from schizophrenia and dyslexia and autism.
1: Could I offer a counterpoint? hmm That those numbers might not be as different as we think, but the presentation might be different?
0: Mm-hmm. and We've so talked about that before too.
1: yeah that like especially for like depression in females again it goes back to men being socialized that f- showing that kind of stuff is not okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it just might go undiagnosed for longer with men than it would for women
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. And counterpoint again, (laughs) counter, counterpoint, (laughs) counterpoint, (laughs) counterpoint, especially for depression, it goes a lot to hormonal stuff sometimes. And so we, yeah, we notice those things, you know, with our cycles and stuff for women. That's true. But I agree with your counterpoint. But I also want to just kind of stress that that's really kind of what got a lot of this research going was mm-hmm. that they were trying to figure out or you know through the years they've tried to figure out is there something that is just different in the brains and if we figure that out then maybe we could figure out how to help people right who are on the autism spectrum or how to help people who have schizophrenia so there is some underneath all the kind of pop psychology how men and women are different men are from mars crap the ideal thing is to try to help Help people. people. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the idea of just helping us in our relationships and learning how to communicate, there are other things too that they were trying to work on. So... Mm -hmm.
1: So to end us off, I want to use a quote from Dr. Uh, Lisa Elliott, who I talked about with the Rosalind Franklin University study. She said, sex differences are sexy, but this false impression that there is such a thing as a male brain and a female brain has had wide impact on how we treat boys and girls, men and women. So again, it goes back to this is all fine and good to talk about and to study and look at the research and all that stuff, but it's still just going to be a person thing and we still need to treat people with equality
0: and equity and all that good stuff. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> Huzzah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's a very good job. <laughs> so no matter what relationship you're in, and it and it could be your, your significant other, it could be your relationship with your children, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your coworkers, some of these things apply that, you know, we all just – think differently and we and we've been programmed in certain ways and we have different life experiences and so instead of just jumping on the well he's a man and that's why he does that Mm -hmm. or well she's so emotional it's women are just emotional to be aware that we're dealing with individuals in every relationship and we should learn to really work through those things together and be really open and honest with each other if we want a relationship to be strong
1: just say it
0: okay i'm just gonna say it say it sipsters thank you so much for putting up with us in this episode
1: (laughs) we felt a little rambly we felt a
0: little rambly today but um
1: but we hope that your ear holes accepted (laughs) our brain
0: boys (laughs) i don't even know what she just said (laughs) so i, I just i that. just am gonna just thank you sisters, for being so faithful and listening to our episodes and invite you to come back next time we'll <laughs> we'll try to i don't know have something a little more concrete <laughs> this is kind of one of those yeah vague episodes was not yeah. a
1: concrete episode <laughs> <laughs> this episode made me want to bash my head into concrete <laughs> A little bit.
0: I didn't feel that bad about it, but hey, <laughs> it's okay. It's all right.
1: You win some, you lose some. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are Freudian Sips Pod on everything, as well as our site FreudianSipsPod.com. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can email us FreudianSipsPod at gmail.com.
0: I think I think you should email us and give us some encouragement, please, because I think that we're having issues. We're having. <laughs> it's been a really rough few identity weeks identity issues or something i don't know been so rough. email us send us a message and tell us don't what you would like to hear in the yeah, episode there you go
1: send us some ideas because yeah. we're flagging send us a little bit. send us
0: some some good episode ideas tweet
1: us email us give us episode ideas yeah give us content please um and also while you're doing that leave us a rating somewhere leave us a nice rating interview we'll read it on the air live on the air <laughs>
0: not really live not but really you live, know what she means. live into our
1: microphones <laughs> <laughs> our theme music is sweeter vermouth by kevin mcleod and it sounds like this